cadets and captains to M-Class Podcasts. Oh my god, we're doing it. We're doing it. We're back. We've been gone for uh, ever, it feels like, but it has been one week. It's not actually been as long as everyone feels like it's been, I promise you. The longest week. And it's fucking no kidding. Uh, I'm Jeff. I'm Josh. And on this particular program, we sit down with a piece of Star Trek media, we pick it apart, we just fucking shit all over it if it's bad, and we just suck it right off if it's good. <laughs> suck it right off. <laughs> just don't even, just don't, just dry mouth, cotton mouth BJ. <laughs> Jesus, ugh. Um, it's a good song, cotton mouth BJ. Hopefully, it is a good song. Hopefully, uh, that intro tells you everything you need to know about whether you're going to enjoy this show or not. It, we say shit like that all the time, so. It's just normal, yeah. Uh, this week's episode of M-Class is all about the Deep Space Nine Season 7 episode, Treachery, Faith, and the Great River. And oh yeah, it's a it's a, uh, a Odo episode, Deep Space Nine episode. Uh, Odo, at this point in the series, Odo has become uh, bitch Odo, as I like to call him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's uh, he's like, oh, I have I love my people, even though they're genocidal maniacs who subjugate yeah. an entire fucking section of space. But I'm the same thing as them, and that matters. Almost as much. Yeah, I guess because like he is them, right? I, I guess. guess they're like the same I'm being. Play technically, yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm losing my voice. <clears throat> you devil advocate to me, motherfucker. <laughs> devil advocate. Uh, yeah, it's an Odo episode, and but the, also a Nog episode. Yeah, the cool. B the B plot is a Nog and O'Brien episode, and it's classic Ferengi comedy with O'Brien getting caught in some shenanigans. <laughs> Yeah, I know you'd like this one because O'Brien is like a everyman. I do. I love O'Brien. O'Brien, sit sitcom man in this one. <laughs> he is sitcom man. The funny thing about O'Brien that I always love to point out is that he's surrounded by all these crazy fucking aliens who are super interesting, but he still ends up being my favorite character because he's so bland and milk toast. But he's really funny too. Yeah, yeah. He he does a good job of being like shocked sitcom dad in yeah. this one he's like oh, what <laughs> wait what we don't need a pulse array <laughs> I love it uh, this episode was uh, directed by Steve Posey oh yeah Parker Posey's brother Parker Posey's brother Steve uh, he directed uh, four episodes of the final season of Deep Space Nine and none none other N not another okay. single episode of Star Trek Oh, well, he had a good run. However, he directed episodes of Babylon 5, Xena Warrior Princess, Hercules Legendary Journeys, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Space Above and Beyond, Dark Skies, Tour of Duty, Young Riders, and was the cinematographer on Friday the 13th, A New Beginning. Space of Ab Above and Beyond was a really great show that Actually, was on Fox for one season because <laughs> Fox ruins everything good. I was about to say, like, every other good show on Fox yeah, is like on for Firefly, one season. Yeah, it was it was like uh, Wing Commander. It was like oh. basically Wing Commander. It was really cool. That's cool. I've never actually seen it. Yeah, I, uh, if you if, we, if I went back and watched it, it's probably not as good as I remember it. But I remember it being pretty cool. Only one season, huh? Did you know that The Simpsons is on season nine million? I did. I did know that because Disney Plus says watch The Simpsons because we own it now. Um. Did you know, I'm going to say this to all of our fans right out the gate, this is going to be like a week late or whatever, but 
Patrick Stewart tweeted that um, you can watch all of Star Trek Picard yes. on CBS All Access. By, I saw that. If you have a, what is it, the term gift? You have to put yeah. in a coupon code gift. I think it's gift. I don't want to lie to everybody, so I'm going to scroll at it. back and see if anybody liked that post that we, 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 we retreated. It looks like no. No one liked it. Cool. No one liked it. Um, Nobody wants to watch Picard, I guess. Everybody, you still have to sign up, right? But you don't have to, like... I guess put your credit card in. You probably do. You just have to go ahead and like cancel it before it charges you. It's one of those things. When's it going to charge me? Uh, fucking Russian roulette, baby. You'll find out. I know there's a bunch of porn sites that are offering free (laughs) lifetime memberships. You got to put your credit card in, and I'm like, "Mm, no thanks. I don't know. I don't know if I want to do that. The internet is just chock full of free pornography. You don't need to sign up for anything. Yeah, you don't need to. But they're giving it to you for free. <laughs> it makes you think that you need it. It is U.S. code gift. If you're outside of the U.S., go fuck yourself, I guess, is what Patrick Stewart said. If you're said. outside of the U.S., congratulations. You're living yes. the good life. Um, maybe not anymore. Um, well, who knows? Yeah. Uh, Patrick Stewart says, and I'm just telling you what he said. I don't endorse this, but he said if you live outside the U.S., you could go fuck your own butt. That's what he said. He said that? Yeah, Vera it, said that. It's, it sounded very like regal when he said it because he said um, it in his Patrick Stewart voice. So nobody but... really noticed because it was. <laughs> they were just like, "Wow, that's Shakespeare." Oh, it sounds. Oh, it's <laughs> lovely. I love his voice. Uh, this episode was uh, a story by or pitched by Philip Kim, who I thought I wanted to mention only because he was a production assistant on Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. Uh, for the whole show's run for the most part, but he was also a production assistant on the fan-made internet series Star Trek New Voyages. Wow. What a downgrade. (laughs) I was going to say, I mean, that's basically the same thing as being on a television show. Uh, Star Trek New Voyages is not the one that's run by a sex criminal. It's, uh, it's It's a good one. It's, it's a, okay. It apparently had uh, guest appearances by Walter Koenig, George Takei, and Denise Crosby. All the ones who will do whatever is related to Star Trek did that. Except who will do whatever? Except Tuvok. He didn't show up. Oh, Tuvok didn't. Tim Rust didn't yeah. show up. We, we, what's, he, what's he doing? He was he was working on another Star Trek program at the time. I'm sure. He's probably doing a voiceover or something for. <laughs> Some Star Trek game that comes out on, like, I don't know, phone. Uh, the Amiga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a Star Trek fan game for the Amiga. <laughs> uh, the episode itself was written by the Dynamite writing team of David Weddle and Bradley Thompson, who wrote uh, a bunch of episodes of Deep Space Nine. And by a bunch, I mean 12. Wow. What, which ones did they... What Any good ones? Uh, Rules of Engagement. Which, Which is one's a good that one? one. Um, it's the one where the rules of engagement are in it. Oh, right. Yeah, I remember that one. Okay. <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, Sons and Daughters. I think that's the one where uh, Gold Ducat's daughter is introduced. Oh, yeah. When they dress up like the Breen. And it's yeah. like, well, what do they look like? Like, How did you take who, off their outfits? Who the fuck knows? Oh, man. They also wrote Inquisition, the one where the fucking Section 31 comes back. Oh. So maybe they're not that great, as it turns out. <laughs> Is that the one where they go inside of his brain? Nah, it's the first one where he just shows up. And he's oh, like, and ah, it's, like it's a- me, I'm a criminal man, and no one knows about my crime. 
Yeah, they're they're like a holodeck dream, right? Um, let's jump right into treachery, faith in the Great River. Oh, uh, this is this is one of those like Deep Space Nine episodes that you forget because there's so many kind of good ones here at the end. Oh yeah, that you're just like, oh right, this one. It's sandwiched in the middle of a bunch of like really dope episodes, so you sort of forget about it because I mean it doesn't really involve the Starfleet portion, right? Of- I mean, sort of. You get to see a Ferengi in action in Starfleet, which is really fun. Which is cool, yeah. You huh. get to see uh, Colonel, she's a Colonel now, the Colonel yelling at everybody. Oh, yeah. She's mad as fuck in this episode. Well, she she's has a like, reason to be. <laughs> yeah, it's like some fucking sitcom bullshit going on, and she's like, knock it off, idiot. She's like, I'm trying to run a station, and the captain's desk is just gone. What the fuck? <laughs> You get, like, five seconds of Martok in this episode, and it's like a balm to my soul just to see Martok. Yeah, it soothes, soothes you. <laughs> uh, this episode starts out creepy. Um, Kira's getting a massage yeah. by Odo, but he's just, like, dumping his goop all over her back. <laughs> yeah, which, like, he probably did a little bit earlier to this. We just didn't see that part. Uh, his, also, his goop would also just be him. Yeah, so he would ju- I guess it wouldn't... He would just be pretending to jizz. Yeah. How does that... That wouldn't really work. No. Well, there's that scene where Odo and the female changeling have solid sex, and the female yeah. changeling goes like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't really yes. into it. I like to goop meld myself. <laughs> I'm a goop whore. <laughs> Everyone of the Dominion is a goop whore. They're always gooping all day. <laughs> Like Oopin? Like UPN? Like Oopin? <laughs> like, what is the difference between, like, joining the link and having sex? They both seem to be just, like, gooping together. Yeah, it would be the same, I guess. Like, I guess it's boring for them, right? Because, yeah, like, like, they do it all the time. We have sex all day, every day. Yeah. We're just constantly having sex all the time. My favorite part about the changelings is that, like, they have a sea of themselves. The, the like, ocean of their planet is made up yeah. of changelings, but you only ever see, like, four of them. Yeah, well, there's that one who, like, is also an Odo, right? Yeah, and he's, like, a dickhead about it. Yeah, he's dickhead Odo. He's like, this is what would have happened if Odo was a bad guy. I think dickhead Odo is played by Martok's actor. It is. Yeah, yes. he plays a good dickhead. J.G. Hertzler. Yeah, <laughs> a.k.a. Mark Twain. A.k.a. Galron. I mean, uh, uh, Martok. Martok. <laughs> if he played Galron, too, fucking the range on this man. Uh, remember when he kills Galron? Oh, Worf oh, kills him. Fucking spoilers, but Spoiler yeah, alert. love it. <laughs> I miss Galron though. Yeah, he's great. He gets a little nuts, but he he's pretty he, great. He gets a little nuts, and then Worf fucking checks him, and then wrecks him. She, she checks him into the glass, if I remember correctly. <laughs> he checks him into hell, is what he does. Into <laughs> <laughs> fucking Grethor, bitch. Um. So Kira and Odo are sharing a quiet. Uh, gross moment together. It's kind of an awkward, yeah, not not very well done scene. No, it's just they're weird together, and they, they are Odo's, weird together. Odo's too. He's like putting the pee on the pedestal. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's way, he's way <laughs> like, oh my god, I love you. Oh my god. And she's like, I guess I'll go out with him. <laughs> Everybody else I date dies. It's like, uh, maybe she just wants to get rid of him. Everybody else I date dies. Yeah. I need to get this sex pest off my back. It's the long con. 
It's like the everybody has this friend who dated a guy just because he wouldn't stop asking them out. Everybody right. has a friend like that, and that's Kira. <laughs> they were like, "All right, fine." <laughs> uh, you do get to see uh, Kira in a towel, which is pretty all right. I'm cool. With I that. love on Netflix. Like, there's like the uh, the parental warnings, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And it says like nudity and or, or something like that and i was like there's no nudity in this show <laughs> and it's like that's nudity it showed her like, whole shoulders josh yeah her back her bare back oh my god oh my god it's too racy for the sensors oh my god i'm gonna go to, i'm gonna be right back give me give me 13 seconds i'll be right back. <laughs> this has nothing to do with this but did you like i was reading wikipedia articles for like just for fun i guess because that's where i'm at and yeah. uh, I read an art. I was reading the article for Event Horizon, and I was like, I should rewatch this. I love that movie. I haven't seen it in a long time, and I love it. That was great. At the bottom, it says in 2019, it was announced that there's going to be an Event Horizon TV show. What? And my first response was, How the fuck are they going to do that? The ship blowed up. Like, what are they going to do? Yeah, the name of the ship was the Event Horizon, right? Yeah, and they cover the ship being made up until the end of the movie and it gets destroyed. Like, what are you going to cover? But then I started thinking, like, for some reason my brain immediately went to, like, if it was on TV, like, in the 90s, like when the movie came out. And it was like, next up is Alf, where Alf gets in trouble for one to eat a cat. Following that is Event Horizon, where the mouth of hell opens up and swallows the souls of the tormented dead. And then Arsenio. <laughs> Stay tuned for Arsenio. That's uh, neither here nor there. But dude, can you imagine that? Like, man, television was so stupid. It's so stupid now, but like, it was... I love that. Like. Like, stay tuned for Urkel. (laughs) What sort of trouble is Urkel getting... Like, we make jokes like that. Like, what sort of trouble is Urkel going to get into this week? That was, like, real. But that that was was the real real ad that came on TGIF. And you were like, oh, I gotta know. Holy shit, I gotta know what Urkel's doing. What if Stefan Urkel shows up? I can't fucking... I can't miss it. What's Moira going to do when she (laughs) finds out that he's two Urkels? (laughs) That's like a dream come true for Moira. Yo, Moira Two Urkels? I don't know. Laura or Moira? Oh, That's a tough decision that Urkel never seemed to have a trouble with. You go Moira, dude. That's my... That's my. Yeah, I gotta say Moira. Laura was, like, a huge bitch. She was mean to him, like, his whole life. <laughs> and he really dug it. He was He was definitely a bottom. He was always yeah, trying he liked, to... He liked it. Um, anyway, Odo mentions that he received a coded message from Gull Russell that had codes... Gull Russell. The, uh, <laughs> Gull Russell. Hey, what's up? It's me, Gull Russ. <laughs> Old Gull Russ, his best friend, had codes that only he would know about, so he knows it has to be on the up and up. Right. Or he's... Well, he, uh, uh, Kira says, like, well, what if it's a trap? And he's like, maybe. Yeah, he, she's like, didn't he die? And yeah. Odo's like, I don't know, I got the fucking message. And I Kira's we'll like, go find out. Kira's like, I should go with you. And he's like, no, Gol Rasol was 100% serious that I should come alone. And nobody says, hmm, that's weird. That's weird, yeah. <laughs> but uh, he goes to some moon 
to meet Golrasal in the uh, Rio Underground Grande. Rock Moon that they use in every uh, almost every other episode for any other time they go somewhere. Anytime they get <laughs> captured, it's Rock Moon time. They've used this Rock Moon set many times. I've seen it, it several times. It looks good as hell in this episode with like the smoke machines going in it. Oh yeah! Thank God they store all the Dominion stores all their smoke machines <laughs> on this moon. Tactically important smoke machines. <laughs> Uh, at the same time, uh, O'Brien is trying to repair the station. I haven't watched this season in a while, but I'm guessing there was an attack yeah. on the station recently. Is this is this right after they get it back or something? Yeah, probably. And like the promenade is shut down, and Quark is like super mad about it because he He's can't like, I'm get his file money. A complaint with the Better Business Bureau. <laughs> 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 like, shut up. Cisco shows up and he 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 does. He says, "Shut up, Quark." Um, <laughs> Shut up, Space Quark. <laughs> Chief, I need the Defiance gravity net up and running. How long is it going to take? O'Brien says three weeks because he never followed the Scotty rule of lying right. about how long things are going to take. Yeah, you lie and say more time. Um, Cisco says, "I want it up and running in three days," which is. Uh, I've never liked Cisco less than when he does this shit. Oh, he's he's like awful in this episode. He is about the this shittiest shit. boss on earth. He's like three weeks. I need it three days. Like that's impossible. He's like, yeah, they won't have the graviton stabilizer is the MacGuffin in this part of the episode. Sure, it's and the thing that makes you have gravity on a ship. Yeah, right. If you don't have it, then you just fuck feel like you're heavy. I guess you're floating around. Probably has to do with the inertial dampeners Probably. that makes you not die when you turn the ship at like <laughs> warp three. You all just <laughs> paste on the side of the ship, you just liquefy instantly. Yeah. Um, he's like, yeah, it won't even be available for three weeks, is why I said it will be three weeks. And Cisco have, says, that sounds one. like a you problem. <laughs> and I was like, Jesus yeah, he's Christ. Being, he's swinging that big Captain Dick around yeah. real hard. Do what I want you to do and change reality. Bye. <laughs> Figure it out. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a flip. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> That's what he says. He sings that. He walks away. He moonwalks out of the scene. Crip walks out, and O'Brien's like, damn, I wish I was that cool. <laughs> um, Nog, being a Ferengi, is like, hey, why don't you just like butter up the quartermaster, the guy who's in yeah. charge? He's like, what do you know about him? And O'Brien's like, I don't fucking know him. He's like, I don't have time for this shit. He's like, leave me alone. Nog's like, look, I'll do it. I'll wheel and deal for you. And there's a great moment where O'Brien says, well, don't do anything that I wouldn't do. And Nog says, I can't operate under those stipulations. Yeah, I don't think I can work like that. And then he says, don't get do anything that'll get us court-martialed. And he's like, we'll see. <laughs> Nog is amazing at this point. He's, like, incredible. I love Nog. Nog is my favorite. I mean, it's not a difficult race to run but he's my favorite kid character in all of yes. star trek yeah nog jake uh all the other children who are ever on the show and then um, wesley then wesley the thing is they treat Chekhov like he's a child does he count yeah they do he's like 23 <laughs> in the show and they they say that quite often but then they act like that's also 12 23 is 12. But he also acts like he's a kid. He he's does. always like, I know about women. And they're like, sit down, Junior. 
<laughs> wait until your balls drop. Yeah, wait till you get a pube check off. <laughs> and then he's like, Russians invented pubes. Uh, what a great gag. Um, <laughs> it translates a little better in 1960s Cold War America. Yeah, it does. Um, <laughs> Odo goes to Baron Moon set, Cave Moon set. Cave Moon, yeah. And Wayun walks out and he's like, Ah, oh, shit, I got got. What's gonna happen now? Oh, boy, it's you. <laughs> and everybody in the audience is like, Oh, no, Wayun's gonna punch Odo. I can't I can't look. What's gonna happen? Yeah, it's gonna be bad. Um, but then Wayun says, I want to defect to the Federation. And Odo says, Hubba hubba what? <laughs> <laughs> and then the TGIF music starts playing. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned for <laughs> Wayoon. What kind of trouble is Wayoon going to get into this week? It's like the Joey spinoff, but it's just Wayoon. <laughs> uh, I would watch that. Oh, yeah. Defector right. Wayoon. I mean, spoiler alert, the show's going to be real alert. short. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, Wayoon is... Try- it tries quite for quite a long time to convince Odo that he's on the up and up. They stand around on the set for a while while Wayun is like, look, the Jem'Hadar yeah. are going to kill me to death if we don't leave. Od- Odo does some good arm-crossing yeah. acting. Odo's like, I don't give a flip. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. He's like, tell me about this. He's like, "What? where's this catch-or-sell white factory? And he's like, it's in the Pelarar system or something like that. He's like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> like, he doesn't it. even check. He's just like, alright, yeah. I believe you. Sure. Why not? And Wayun's like, if it was up your butt, you know where it was. <laughs> Damn. Classic Wayun from the show Wayun. <laughs> and the audience goes, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Odo uh, says that he's he's now captured Wayun, and he's a he's a criminal. Uh, being held against his will, even though Wayun is like, nah, man, you're God. Yeah, this is like a cool exchange where Wayun is like in love with with Odo because he's his God, right? Yeah. And then uh, he he like is like, I'm just a security officer, and like Wayun pushes it, and he's like says something, and he stops himself from saying God. He says security officer. Yeah, he's like, it's, <laughs> it's just, really clever. It's just my honor to be here in the presence of uh. Of, uh Security, security officer. officer that's what it is yeah and the audience goes ha 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 <laughs> that guy's gonna get a spin-off i can feel it <laughs> i love this character <clears throat> um the the uh the only like connection i could make to the real world with this would be if jesus arrested you <laughs> yeah <laughs> if jesus arrested Which... if jesus arrested a christian they'd be like wow i love you jesus Thanks for arresting me, Jesus. <laughs> Thanks for taking me to heaven jail, Jesus. <laughs> Deep space heaven. Uh, meanwhile, Chief O'Brien speaks, or uh, is doing his puttering around business trying to fix Deep Space Nine, and Nog shows up and he's like, yo, I talked to Chief Willoughby. His wife's name is Jane. His kids, they were Bob and, I, and Willoughby Jr. or what the fuck Will- Yeah, Edward. Ed- Eddie. And he starts calling him Eddie. He's like my best friend now. And, uh, <laughs> like, Nog is like, yeah, he just needs this. And it turns out that the people on the USS Sentinel 
yeah, have they what have we a need. Gravity net. But we need to give them something. And O'Brien's like, this all seems really fucking convoluted. Yeah, he's like, I my my people haven't had capitalism or bartering and trading for decades, centuries. How do we do this? And Nog is <laughs> like, like, did you never get the big Goron sword in Ocarina of Time? It's the same shit. And O'Brien's like, oh shit. yeah. Okay, now I get it. Yeah, <laughs> you have to get the sword and then get the get the oil right yeah. and the flint. Nog is uh, Nog is like, just give me your authorization code. It'll make it faster. And he's O'Brien, like, being super idea. dumb, is like, sure. <laughs> Go. Well, he he plays him a little bit. He like he like <laughs> he's like I just figured you know you're so busy, so it would be easier. <laughs> and he's like, oh, fine. The brain's like, fine. Here's the code, and he immediately regrets it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, this is a this is a terrible uh, terrible idea. I've made a horrible mistake. Meanwhile, back on the Rio Grande, Odo and Wayun are having their little back and forth that we already talked about. <clears throat> And a transmission comes in, and Wayun's like, "Don't answer it. <laughs> it's my ex. Don't answer it." And Odo's like, "Why?" And he's like, "I can't scramble it or anything. I'm just—it's just coming through anyway." And the transmission comes from Damar, who I love. Damar. Damar loves his Kanar. He does. And Wayun, a double Wayun. Oh no, oh, no Wayun too. Stefan Wayun. This is Stefan Wayun. Uh, I love this he's new like, reality we've crafted. He's like, sup, because he's super smooth. He's wearing sunglasses all the time. He's like, sup, Odo God. How's it that's going, how you, bro? That's how you tell the difference. One of them's wearing the sunglasses. Cool wraparound Oakley. <laughs> he's like, I just got off of the uh, the... The, the trail, some fresh powder up there. <laughs> Odo crosses his arms and gives the the sitcom fucking uh, Reginald Vell Johnson look to weigh in. Yeah, like, yeah. what have you got the me nod- into this time, weigh in? The nodding head when he does the... <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, of course I do. Anybody who lived in the 90s knows the Reginald Vell Johnson head nod anger One, look. One, two, three, four... <laughs> Right? Is that his, like, serenity now mantra that he sings? Yeah, I think... God, I have not seen Family Matters. I almost called it The Urkel Show. The Urkel Show, (laughs) I haven't seen it. It comes on after The Michelle Show. I absolutely love The Urkel Show, though. I liked it better than Full House. I did, too. Full House got a little, like... Like, toward the middle and the end, you're like, all right, all right. It's so saccharine. Yeah. my, like, absolute favorite sitcom of the era was, like, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, though. Like, I was really? heavy into Fresh Prince. I never watched Fresh Prince that much, because it was, I don't know, I guess it was on NB or CBS or NBC, and I just, like, missed it. I, you know. You are probably watching the Urkel show at the I same time. I was probably time. watching the Urkel show, yeah. That's what I was doing. Uh, why don't we take a break and listen to this commercial for the Urkel show? Oh, hell yeah, that's what's going to be. <laughs> We'll be right back after these messages. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah! When man set out to build the perfect machine in his own image, we never could have dreamed of this. You did it! You built a robot! Oh, yes. Yeah. It's Robo Nerd. Whoa, ma! A hunk of 
metal designed for laughs. Only on Family Matters. Since my baby left me. Followed by the rest of TGIF. Yeah, Tomorrow on ABC. Well, welcome back, everybody. Hopefully you love that Urkel as much as I do. I can't wait for 8.30 on Friday night. I'm going to get some Little Caesars pizza. Uh, I'm going to go to the uh, video connection and get a, a video game. Holy I'm shit. Gonna, maybe I'll rent a, se- a Super Nintendo. Remember renting systems? <laughs> do that? Uh, I, I rented, I wanted to rent a Sega Saturn so fucking badly. Yeah. Because, like, I wanted to play Sonic R, which, as it turns out, is a god-awful game. It's terrible, right, but you, wanted, you didn't I know. wanted to play Virtua Fighter so bad. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm sorry, everybody, if you hear the muffled sounds of someone screaming at the top of their lungs. My neighbors are not getting along, it sounds. Not that they've been home together too much. Um... <laughs> It turns out that uh, the Wayun on the screen is, uh, like, he's the new Wayun, and the one that's with Odo is clone number six. He's Wayun seven. Yeah, the the guy on the screen is Wayun seven, and he's like, Wayun six needs to kill himself. Yeah. Because he's a piece of shit, and he's turned against the founders. He's a traitor. He's a traitor. Wayun Six is like, nah, dog. All I care about is my boy Odo, my boy Jesus. He's arresting me, and I love him. We're riding, riding dirty here in a runabout, <laughs> listening to fucking Nelly, Hot Lana. You remember Nelly? Um, yes, I fucking do. When and Damar is like, look, you're never gonna make it back to DS9. I'm gonna blow you out of the fucking sky. Yeah, we're gonna kill you. Right. And uh, Wayun Six is like, no, you're not. He's like, there's a god right here. You're never going to let that happen. Right, you're not going to kill Odo. And uh, Wayun 6 is like, Odo, look, the reason why I'm defecting is that I think the war is wrong. And I don't want to be a part of a genocide. And Odo's like, holy shit, you're cool, it turns out. I'm going to call you cool, (laughs) Wayun. You're the Stefan. <laughs> you know and then what? Odo busts out another pair of Oakleys, and he's like, "You've earned these." <laughs> you know what? I feel like Stefan Urkel would be the one who's against genocide out of the two of them. I feel like th- no, I think he was bad, wasn't he? Didn't he didn't was? Get he was too, like, like a love him and leave him type guy. Yeah, he was like a playa. Yeah, and like Laura love was like super into him because he right. was he was hot Jillian White. He was just Jillian White. Yeah, right? he was regular he was just, Jillian yeah. White, a.k.a. hot Jillian White. <laughs> hot Jillian White. And Laura really wanted him, but he kept, like, ditching her for hotter girls. So. Yeah, there's three Jillian Whites. There's Jillian Re- White, who's regular Jillian White, Urkel Jillian White, and Sonic Jillian White. <laughs> Everyone mm. else is one of the three Jillian Whites. If it were now, Laura would be into Sonic, and she'd be like, I don't know, but his eyes are too weird. <laughs> Maybe Dumb. movie Sonic. He's got two eyes. <laughs> Sonic's eye situation never bothered me when I was a kid, but at some point I realized, does this motherfucker got one big eye? What it's is this? Mono. He's a, he's a Cyclops. Um, which one are you at home, everybody? Play along at home and yeah, figure we'll out which Jaleel poll. White you are. <laughs> They're going to say Sonic. I think I'm Jaleel White. I think I'm Stefan. Uh, I think I'm Urkel. <laughs> I'm just Urkel. 
I don't. You're as lovable as Urkel is, Josh. I'm as annoying, and I love cheese a lot. <laughs> Got any cheese? Got any cheese? Did I Did do, I that? do that? Fuck. <laughs> Dude, I love that show. It's so good. Okay, do you remember when Carl and Urkel went back in time to the fucking Jurassic period and met cavemen? Because that happened in the show. <laughs> no, I just remember when uh, Urkel rocket chips to the uh, step-by-step family. <laughs> and Cody teaches them how to be cool. And isn't Urkel like a pen pal with like Stephanie on Full House or something? Yeah, she, uh, he visits his cousin in San Francisco, and I guess they're neighbors or something. Of course they are. <laughs> Other side of they're not not a uh, Kimmy Gibbler's neighbor. Gurkle. Gurkle. <laughs> yeah, Gurkle. Yeah. <laughs> Kimmy Gibbler was so much worse than Urkel could ever be, though. Yeah, Kimmy, Gib- Kimmy Gibbler was like the redheaded girl from uh, Small Wonder. That neighbor who was just oh, yeah. super annoying. Was that like, was not, that not no, also Kimmy Gibbler? I don't that remember. Was Kimmy Gibbler. Yeah, that was her. <laughs> um, back on Cardassia, Demar tells Wayun Seven that we're gonna blow that shit up. We're gonna have the yeah. Jemadar destroy it, and Wayun's like, "No, we can't harm a founder. They're gods, and like the Jemadar won't fire on the gods." Right. And Demar is like. We'll just not tell him who's in it. We'll just lie to him, yeah. That'll, that'll mess him up. Wayun, being a truly devout man, says, Well, I can kill God if I just don't say it's killing God. Right. It's very interesting, the slope that he slides down. <laughs> Wayun 7 does not give a fuck, is what we learn in this episode. Yeah, I like how when they talk about Wayun 5, because Odo's like, which one have I been dealing with this whole time? And he's like, neither of us. And he's like, that was 5, a, tr- a truly great patriot. Yeah, he gave his life for... It. And of course, Damar killed him. Damar had him yeah. killed. Yeah, in a transporter accident, which is like probably pretty horrible. Oh, yeah. And, and like the other... Wayun 7 keeps being like, yeah, what about that like, uh, investigation into what happened to Wayun 5? Yeah. Weren't you supposed to be in that transporter, too? He's like, no, no suspicious activity has been found. Yeah, <laughs> Demar's okay. like, I got called away to a very important meeting on Cardassia. Yeah. So. I had to go to the not dying in a transporter accident <laughs> meeting. Look, uh, he probably did it to himself, so... (laughs) He probably did. He probably transported himself into a pile of goop. Uh, We should we we could do like a whole show on how great Damar is. Damar's great. Damar, like, how do you follow up Golducott? Because Golducott's fucking insane, and he's a crazy villain, right? Yeah. But then you have Damar, who's also like super evil, and you're like, Damar is like. Damar is, like, super evil from, like, our point of view. From his point of view, right. he's, like, the statesman who will do anything for his country. Well, eventually we find out that he's he's not, but... Yeah. At, at first, you're like, oh, my God, this guy is fucking... He's so evil. And if you, like, if you follow the breadcrumbs back from when he becomes, like... I mean, later, I'm not going to spoil what happens with Damar if you haven't... Yeah. It, it happens fairly soon after this. But uh, if you follow the breadcrumbs back to the beginning of Damar's story, you can tell he is extremely uncomfortable with the partnership right. with the founders and the the whole working with the Dominion thing. He starts drinking really heavily when they start yeah. working together. Becomes an alcoholic. Because he's, he's, like, haunted by who he's working with. Yeah, it's got to be uh, the worst job in the world. 
Yeah, I mean, Nazi. <laughs> you're like a Nazi, space Nazi. Yeah, you're like point. a Nazi, like a like a collaborator, right? Yeah, but I mean, like for Cardassians, it's like you just took another level in Nazi. Like you level up, take your Nazi hit points right. up. Now you're in like galactic Nazi. You're not just in like <laughs> solar system Nazi. It's God. What's the next level up for Star Trek? <laughs> oh my God! Uh, Multiversal Nazis. The Borg. I guess true. The Borg kind of get their balls cut off with the like other, other species. Yeah, species eight four seven two. The Undine. That's their yeah, name. We're so scared of them. We'll work with anybody to get rid of them. They get they get fucked up by them. Yeah. Shitty ass Borg. Um, <laughs> Idiots. Back on Deep Space Nine, O'Brien is like coming to ops, going to work. And Esri Dax is there for her one line. Oh, she's here. Yeah. In yeah. this episode. She's like, she's like, I'm here. She's like, if I were you, I would make myself scarce. Yeah. And O'Brien's like, what? Why? Kira comes just out. walks into the shit. Every, every scene with O'Brien is him just walking into the shit. <laughs> oh, God. Here we go. Kira comes out. And she's like, Chief, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> yeah. And the captain's desk is just gone. <laughs> I love that they like. I love that they like put the marks of where it was on the floor. What a nice touch! It's so you what know a, something was there before. What a nice touch! Because like, why would that be? A, I guess it still would be a thing in the future. I guess maybe. I well, it's definitely there so that the crew knows where to put the desk back in the set. Yeah, maybe they marked it. Maybe they. Yeah, it's, there's tape under it. It's for sure tape on the floor. <laughs> But uh, O'Brien's like, Nog! And Kira goes, what does he have to do with anything? Yeah. And O'Brien's like, oh, I gave him my codes. And she goes, what? Why? Yeah, that was stupid. Nog's got his, like, his fetch quest set up. <laughs> his gift of the magi, uh, whatever that trope is where you, in a sitcom where you kind of have to go get a million things. He's like... This guy named Lorenzo wants a photo behind the captain's desk. He's got all the great captains. Captain Picard. <laughs> I like how he, like, ships him the desk. Yeah. Like, what is he? They couldn't just bring him to Deep Space Nine. I guess the war yeah. is on, right, is what he I says. Guess, I guess. But, like, what, do you, what are they going to, like... Why doesn't he just, like... I don't know. Why does he just make a holodeck program of the desk? He wants to be in front of the real desk. I guess. Uh, Lorenzo will give them an induction modulator. And O'Brien's like, we don't need an induction modulator. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, no, like, we don't. But the USS Musashi does. He's like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. And he's like... Uh, what do they need? A phaser? They'll give us a phaser emitter. Phaser, phaser we don't emitter, need yeah. a phaser emitter. He's like, yes, but the Sentinel does, and they have the graviton net. And O'Brien's like, what have you gotten me into? He's like, oh my goodness! And then the camera pans in, and the audience goes crazy. Woo! And then Kelly Bundy comes in, and they all go, ow, ow, ow! <laughs> Even though she's fucking like fifteen. <laughs> The 90s was a different time. Um, yeah. Yeah. Nog says, you need to have faith in the river. The river will provide. And he says, what river? He says, the great material continuum. It's just such a funny play, like capitalist play on it like, is. like Zen Buddhism. There's a great uh, adage in Zen Buddhism that says, let go or be dragged. Yeah. And it's kind of like this, right? Like... He says, Let go. Just flow in the river, baby. It's it's the force, but for Ferengi. Right. Is it's what Ferengi it is. Force, yeah. 
the it's a the energy that binds the universe together flows from the once to the haves and back again. <laughs> yeah. It's, every planet has too much of one thing and too little of another, and the great material continuum makes certain that they work uh, with each other to get what they need in a by weird trade. way in a weird way it's very like how the federation is it is but to the it's the other extreme right where it's just like the federation is like well yeah we'll just give you the things you need it's could you imagine being a writer you have to sit down in the writing room and come up with something that paints the ferengi's mode of life and their outlook and on life as something positive for a star trek audience yeah, and you, it's it, tough. You come up, like, the writers did a great job coming up with the great material continuum. Yeah, and it's I think it's simultaneously funny, but also, like, so world-building. It's very good. I love it. I, like, I wish it was mentioned more often in, throughout the rest of the series. Yeah. Um, back on the Rio Grande, Wayun has a nightmare. <laughs> and it's not, like, it's weird that... Vorta are like capable of having nightmares, but they can't taste. What is that about? <laughs> yeah, like I, I don't know. Maybe I guess they're evolving. Maybe it's to keep them in line as well. Like you can still have shitty nightmares about what we'll do to you if you right. turn against us. But um, <laughs> his nightmare isn't really that scary, even though he, he like really scared when he wakes up. He, I don't remember. I don't remember this. He's being debriefed. It, like he talks about it. He doesn't show it. Uh, uh, he's being debriefed to Starfleet headquarters on Earth, but can't find the right office. So he calls out for Odo, but then he gets chased by Jim Hadar. Hmm. Scary. Or he thinks it might be Klingons. He can't remember. <laughs> that's his big. Okay. That's his scary dream that he's like. <laughs> All I can oh picture is he's running through doors back and forth while they're chasing him, like Scooby Dooby Doo. Where <laughs> are you? <laughs> Comes out a different door, he goes in. Um, Odo sort of sympathizes with his nightmare because everybody has nightmares, right? Yeah. Uh, but then a Jim Hadar fighter shows up and starts firing on them, and Wayun's like, "Well, what the hell? How are they firing on God?" <laughs> Don't hurt my friend Space Jesus. Yeah, don't hurt him. Um, so there's a great moment that starts out being a confusing moment, even having rewatched it a million times, where Wayun Six stands up and he says, Get above the ship. And Odo says, Why? And he says, Just do it. Yeah. And then Odo just does it. <laughs> but why? <laughs> I don't know. I guess they're like, can't see him up there, maybe? The sensors are bad? Who knows? Yeah, but Odo doesn't know any of that. He asked why, and Wayun just said, fuck you, do it. And Odo's yeah. like, yes, Uh-oh, sir. Oh, he just does it. Yeah, he just, I, guess, I guess he trusts him. Maybe it's a sign of trust. Who knows? It is. It's like a developing relationship type yeah. thing. They're handcuffed to each other, running through the woods, right? That's what this is. It's always a fun trope. I like when that happens. That's a good one, yeah. Um, but he he shows Odo like the point in the Jem'Hadar ships where the fa- the um, shields are at their weakest. Mm-hmm. Odo never tells another living soul this information. <laughs> yeah, that's an important <laughs> one. Shoot him from the top. Oh, okay. And uh, it destroys the ship in one fucking shot. So the shields are like nothing there, I guess. Like the generators yeah. only go to a certain point. I don't know. Maybe it's like a parabola. Maybe it, like it's a cardioid and it's a weak spot. Who knows? 
But um, Wayun knows that he's like he's killed loyal Dominion subjects. Now he's truly a traitor. Yeah, now. he's definitely a traitor. And Odo says, "Do you ever think that you only like women because you're supposed to?" Ever, ever say or think that again? <laughs> he says, do, "Do you ever think that you only believe the founders are gods because it's in your fucking genetic code?" And, and he says, "Of course, yeah, it's what gods would do. That's what gods do." What's, and it's like, what's the so... use of having being a god if there's no one to worship you? It's so brainwashy. Yeah, it's so creepy. He's You're brainwashed like, uh... to the he's brainwashed to the point that he knows he's brainwashed and thinks it's a matter of fact. I mean, I guess that's why, like, it's in his DNA, right? Like, he yeah. can't help it because it's just programmed to be that way. The only way a Wayun could ever possibly turn traitor is because Odo isn't working with the rest of the Founders, and he's also a Founder. Right. They so, couldn't ever turn their backs on the Founders completely. Yeah, it causes, like, a a rift, like, in, in their psyche, right? Like, how how do you reconcile that, you know? I don't... It's crazy. Um, It, it brings up a lot of like questions about like the Vorta in general like their lives cuz in a in a little while uh Wayun tells a story about how like the creation myth of the Vorta yeah and it like they owe their sentience their sapience to and their like place in the universe to the founders so, I like, like this a lot. This is really cool how they do this. Oh yeah, uh, we'll get to that in a second. I just I wanted to like point out that like they are so intrinsically connected to the founders that even right. if they weren't like it wasn't coded into their DNA, like it, they would still be brainwashed to the point there was no turning back. Yeah, the Dominion is evil, and they like have thought of all these contingencies right where they're like well we're gonna make them need us like oh, yeah. beyond a, like beyond anyone needs anything like it's horrifying it's, really it's creepy it's fucked up yeah um back on deep space nine o'brien finds rom in a hallway staring open-mouthed at some wires and not doing anything <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, Rom, have you seen Nog? And he's like, no, he's, he left the station a while ago on a runabout. And O'Brien's like, what the hell? How did he get a runabout? Who gave him access? Oh, uh, you did. Oh, <laughs> uh, you did, chief. And he's like, oh, no. Shit. What have I done? <laughs> Is this when he says maybe he left forever? <laughs> yeah, that's like... <laughs> so, like yeah, somebody says that. Who like, says that? I They're like, maybe he's skipped town. <laughs> he's like, out. Julian does. Yeah, it's Bashir. Bashir, Bashir is like, totally like, laughing this whole yeah, thing Bashir's up. like, maybe he left forever. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the time when Martok and Worf find that 16 cases of blood wine that Martok's wife sent him. His bitch of a wife sent him 16 yeah. cases of blood wine. And it's missing. It's gone. Yeah. Worf, Worf says his one of his two lines. He says, I promise we'll find it. <laughs> and later he's like, we'll keep that in mind. 
It's like, Worf wouldn't say that. It's kind of stupid. Yeah, Worf had to, Worf and Martok both had to go through 16 hours of appliance makeup so that they could both have like four lines total in the episode. That's gotta be, that's gotta suck. Hopefully they film this shit like back to back, a couple episodes at a time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, At Dominion headquarters, Demar. And Wayun Seven are like, how did they destroy a Jem Hadar fighter? They're in a runabout, and this right. is a fighter. <laughs> and uh, Demar's like, well, we'll just send in a fleet from the Olmarak system. Oh yeah, I know where that is. And uh, <laughs> the female changeling goes in, and she's like, who are you sending those ships after? And uh, Wayun, being Wayun, is like shocked at the sight of her. He starts bowing and scraping. (laughs) But Damar says, "Ah, it's a runabout spying on the base, and we're going to send some ships to destroy it. Right, right. He's, like, lying. Yeah, as the Cardassian do. Yep. Fuck you, spoonheads. But, um... (laughs) Damn! (laughs) Whoa. Fucking, I was on the front lines with O'Brien. I know how he you feels. You were at set left five, three. Set, <laughs> set like four, three, yeah. Three. Um, Damar is like, what's wrong with your fucking face? <laughs> what's wrong with your face? <laughs> and she's like, oh. It kind of like looks down and looks back up and her face wrinkles have morphed away because she looks like dried the fuck out. Yeah. And she's like, I'm all right. Lower, like, the temperature needs to be colder. We're not gross lizard yeah. people like you are 15 degrees colder 15 degrees celsius oh fucking freezing damar goes into his heat lamp aquarium and goes to sleep comes <laughs> up on his rock <laughs> um drinks his fish juice <laughs> gross ass fish alcohol sick uh Wayun 6 and odo are, st- are still on the ship and this is when Wayun 6 tells the story about how vorta came to be which is a really like yeah. it's a really entertaining and fun story, but it's also super world building. It gives us yeah, a, it's great. It gives us an insight into the Vorta that we just didn't have before. They were just apes. Yeah, and for some like reason I picture them squirrels. as like <laughs> some reason I picture them as like a cross between a squirrel and a monkey, but they're purple yeah. for some reason. Kind of like know. a yeah, kind of like a I don't know, like a koala, like marsupial. Like I'm picturing. Uh, the super monkey from Super Friends, but oh, without the outfit monkey? for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> oh well, no, what not? I'm thinking of Dexter. Dexter's yeah, monkey, right? Monkey, What's yeah. the super fr- Gleek or Gleek? Yeah, Gleek with or the something? twins, right? Yeah, he's got the twin. Yeah, yeah. The one turns into water, which is like kind of useful. Form of an ice menorah. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorite Scrubs bits where. <laughs> JD and Turk do the Wonder Twins, and he does form of an ice menorah. What does the other one turn into? I think he's like form of an eel. They they turn into animals or something. Yeah, I don't remember. yeah. The 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 girl turns into animals, and the guy yeah. turns into water. Useful. Uh, they also don't make any like logistical sense that that's what they would turn into. No. Like, it would this make sense if, like, one of them was animate objects and the other one was inanimate objects. Right, right. That would make more sense. One of them can turn into, like, cars. The other one can turn into, like, 
a person driving the car. What was the <laughs> Which name I guess of, they already are. <laughs> what was the name of the kid who turns into a car? Like, he's like, a, his superpower is he can turn into a car. Bumblebee. Uh, no. It was like a teenage human boy in a cartoon. It was his cartoon, and he could turn into a car. Inspector Gadget. Sure. <laughs> Penny. Anything to get past this point, I'll agree with. <laughs> I don't remember this, but I want um, to know. The the Vorta are, they were just apes in trees, and a founder was being chased away by those mean old solids. Yeah, they, a founder like lands on the planet and is like, help me. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, I'm a tree squirrel monkey. Okay. Yeah, we'll hide you away. Yeah. There's holes in this story, as there would be with anything dealing with the founders. Yeah, like, any religious if, story, right? If they weren't sapient already, how did they know to hide the founder? Right. How would they rem- How would they tell the story, right? Yeah. Like, if they weren't sapient, yeah. like. But uh, the founder gifted them with intelligence and evolved them into the form they're in now as thanks, which is... yeah. I feel like even Odo walks away from this story with the wrong moral. Like he he's like at least that proves that my people are capable of kindness and compassion. Right. Odo, you know what they turned them into, right? Yeah, they turned them into warlords. <laughs> they turned them into like warlords and also like mind-washed slaves. Yeah, they're like, fucking evil. Like Everything about them is evil. Like that's not compassion to be like, "Thank you for saving me, monkeys." Now you yeah. are my slaves. Now you're slaves. Yeah. Oh, thanks. What a gift. But I guess, like, in his like deep in his core being, he's a founder, whether he knows it or not. So that's yeah. maybe why he walks away with that lesson from it. Yeah, he kind of is. I mean, we see it. I guess we already saw that uh, in the in the show where he's. You know, more than willing to be like, oh, I love you. <laughs> I yeah. forgot all about this I, human pussy. <laughs> I'm all about this changeling. I, I'll cheat on my girlfriend with some goop. That's fine. Yeah, fuck it. Why not? Um, Wayun has just been like revealing shit left and white right this whole episode. And Odo's just been like, what? Huh? huh? Uh? Oh. <laughs> 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 Fucking, uh. We both went in the same direction, and it was a bad one. (laughs) It it turns out that the Great Link, the Great Link, has a disease that's causing them all to dry out, wither away, and die. Yeah, we don't know why yet, but we find out very soon. Odo is unaffected. He is the only member of the Founders who is. This puts Odo in a difficult position. Yeah, his people are. Dying, he will be the last of his species. Yes. Which, I mean, fuck, worked out great for Superman, but whatever. Yeah, you get to be Superman? <laughs> All right. I mean, maybe it's worth it. <laughs> the. Uh... <laughs> think about it. Just take a night, think about it. You get to be Superman. I was just thinking that, like, if all humans died out and there was, like, one human left, they would have to move to a planet with, like, shittier humans on it to be Superman. <laughs> yeah, they have to go to the Koala Squirrel Planet. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's what it is. I was reminded of John Carter of Mars, where he goes to Mars oh and God. everyone on Mars is like really shitty, so he's like a superhero. <laughs> that oh my that movie oh dude skeleton beard that's oh my I, God. I I do love the I mean that movie fucking is ridiculous it's it so sucks. dumb he but can like, jump high because the gravity's less those novels not... have been around since the fucking twenties yeah those are they're old the shit, uh, yeah. I love the idea that like if a human goes to a planet with lower gravity we're like fucking Superman suddenly <laughs> yeah you can jump like forty five feet in the air and you're just strong <laughs> as fuck because everything yeah. weighs like half of what it's supposed yeah, to you can punch through rocks because that's gravity question yeah mark? gravity has something to do with that the sure. rocks are weaker because the gravity <laughs> you're stronger stronger than rocks um Wayun being Wayun, no matter what Wayun he is says this is your opportunity Odo you could take over the dominion and become the yeah. greatest warlord that's ever been known also you could stop the war Maybe, if that's what you want. If you really want, but before Odo has too long to think about it, another Jem'Hadar ship shows up, like several. And uh, they're like, well, what the fuck are we going to do? And Odo's like, I've got a Starfleet idea. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's been used a million times by Starfleet, but he, he like, we're going to become the ice field. We're going to hide yeah. in it and become... They're gonna- the Kyber Belt, which is like we have a Kyber Belt in our solar system. I will point out for science sake that uh, it's not doesn't look like that. They're no. not close together like that. No, They're like they are really, really like far apart. Planet distance yeah. apart from each yeah, other. Like, yeah, like as far away as Venus is from us. Yes. Apart. Yeah, but I mean, so. it's not real actiony to, for cool that to happen. <laughs> Wouldn't be wouldn't be hard to figure out which one they went into. Yes, um, they fire a hole in the side of one and fly in and shut down all systems. So they are just as cold as the ice around them is. Yeah, Wayun's like become the ice. Only a god could think of that. And it's like yeah. he just stole it from all the Starfleet dudes. <laughs> Odo should have been like, or a security officer. Yeah, that would have been a cool line, yeah. Um, back back on Deep Space Nine, O'Brien has placed this, like, tiny white desk in the middle of yeah. Cisco's office. It doesn't... It looks nothing like the desk. And he's like, what do you think? And Bashir's like, well, besides being the wrong length, the wrong width, the wrong height, the wrong color, color and the yeah. wrong shape, it looks perfect. He's like, I'm gonna paint it. <laughs> Kira comes I'm in and she says, that it. is not his desk. And Bashir goes, well, he's going to paint it. <laughs> he's going to paint it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Martok fucking storms in and he's like, you. And O'Brien's like, oh, no. Yep, this is great. And he's like, all of my blood wine is missing. My wife sent that to me. <laughs> and O'Brien's like, well, how, what does that have to do with me? Yeah. Worse, like, you authorized it. Yep, here's your signature. And it Whoops. just does a close up on O'Brien's sad face and it does. Yeah. Poor O'Brien. He's just getting at this episode. I love that the, the descriptional memory alpha at the end of this description says things are heating up for O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> gulp. And then it's in, in quotations gulp. Uh, the plan to hide in the ice flow doesn't work out super well. Because yeah, they just start blowing up ice comets. They're just blowing them up. 
Which I There's don't Star know. Wars in it. There's Star Wars in it. Right? I would have thought of that. Like the Jem'Hadar are extremely destructive. They're just gonna start destroying they don't care. shit. Yeah, they're not gonna scan for you. They're gonna shoot the comets. And they're like under heavy fire from all these ships. And uh, Odo says, Wayun six, go and get the what is it like a fire extinguisher? Yeah, it's the fire extinguisher. And Wayun six instead contacts Wayun seven and says, "Call off the attack." Yeah, Odo's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> uh, Wayun six terminates himself. He activates yeah, he ter- the termination device in his head. Not before taking his Oakleys off. No, he was no longer cool, Wayun, and he knew yeah, it. He knew it. Wayun seven puts his Oakleys back on. And calls ah. off the Jim Hadar ships. He beams them over to himself and puts them on. <laughs> Double Oakley's. Damar's like, just fucking kill him. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Wayun 6 is dying in Odo's arms. And Odo's like, no, you have to live. You have to yeah, live. He's like, he's like, I want your blessing, Odo. And he's like, I can't do that because he's not yeah, he's a god. Not a god. He and he's like, please, before I die, it's my last wish. And he says, I give you my gratitude and also my my blessing. Yeah. And, and Wayun Six dies with a smile on his face. Rip Six. The only good Wayun. <laughs> yeah, the only good, well. Yeah. Odo is like, he really hates that the Vorta are like, they think of him as a god. But yeah. he gave him his final wish either way, which is the right thing to do. Like your right. un, your discomfort at a situation is not worth taking away someone's final wish. Yeah. It's it's very compassionate. Back in the wacky world of Deep Space Nine, <laughs> the uh, Nog like so O'Brien goes up to. Um, the bridge, and he's expecting to get his shit wrecked. Yeah, he because gets Cisco called up, calls him to his back. office. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He thinks this is it. He's, he's going gonna, to the principal's office. He's, he's going to rip my head off and shit down my throat. This is it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he walks in, and Nog is is there, and Cisco's desk is also there, and he's polishing it. I, this is so great. Nog's just <laughs> polishing the desk. It's so perfect. This just goes like about that stabilizer, and O'Brien's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sir." Sorry, Captain. Yeah. And he's like, "Well, what are you sorry about? It's perfect. It's been installed, and it's perfect, and I love yeah. it. I love it. I, I had sex with it already, yeah. which is how I broke the last one. <laughs> I took it easy on it this time. Yeah, but I yeah, it wasn't so rough. We won't. Maybe next time we'll see though. Yeah, who knows? It's so sexy that graviton stabilizer. And O'Brien's, like, leaving, and he's like, oh, my God, I did it. <laughs> Martok bursts in, and he's like, O'Brien! And O'Brien's like, oh, fuck. Uh-oh, yeah. He's really gonna rip my head off now and shit down my neck. Yeah. Now shit's got real. But Martok is super happy. He's like, uh, there's 16 cases of 2309. 2309. A great vintage. And he leans over to O'Brien and he says, "Even better than the ones my wife sent." <laughs> <laughs> that dumb hoe. 
Can't believe the Klingons say ho. It's his, weird. His, I couldn't believe they put that in this episode in the nineties, but yeah, well, it's the it was the nineties. And then Wayun's cool sunglasses appear on Martok's face too. Where did that come from? It's just going around. That's a plot hole. Um, <laughs> Cinema sins was right on it. And O'Brien's like gets on the turbo lift with Nog, and Nog is like, hey. I heard that this other guy had some Saurian brandy, and it's Cisco's favorite. And O'Brien's like, ugh. And he looks yeah. away, and the, right as the thing goes down, he turns back and says, what does he want for What does he want for it? He's got the bug, dude. He's got the great river bug. <laughs> he's, he's following that great river. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> back in his quarters, Odo and Kira have a real sad conversation. <laughs> One and, of many. Odo is like, yeah, he, he looked at me like he was looking at the face of God when he died, and he was so content, and Kira says, well, good, because that's what he should want, because I love gods. We have gods in the Federation thinks they're aliens, so I agree with him. Yeah, he's right. You are a god. Now, You're let's god. have god sex. Now, put your goop in me. Uh, that's what they do, too. Uh. I bet I I like I don't have a vagina but I'm assuming that it would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, I bet. If it could just turn into whatever down there. It's like Holy a shit. it's like a thing. It's like a wiener made of lube. It's a wiener made of lube <laughs> with a tongue on the top and bottom. Uh, <laughs> that's enough of this conversation forever. <laughs> um I don't know. I'm kind of into it. <laughs> I'm kind of feeling this. The episode ends with Odo saying, the one thing I've learned through all of this is that regardless of who ends the war, I'm losing it. I'm going to lose, yeah. And we as an audience are like, oh man, that's rough, Odo. But then the credits start playing and you think, Odo, why the fuck do you care so much about the founders? They're psychopaths. They're murderers. They're all... They've tricked you. They've lied to you. They they just tried to kill you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what's the every? Like, it's not like there are some members of the founders right. who aren't horrible space Nazis. They all are. They all are. Yeah. And he's like, but we're made. We're the same species, so I love them. Right. But it's that's not a good reason. No. <laughs> Fucking Superman meets General Zod. He's not like fucking General Zod. Destroy uh, my planet. It's cool. We're the same yeah, General, species. General Zod made some good points, and everyone's like, mm. <laughs> I don't know about that, Superman. Mm, Superman, don't do that. Fucking Clark Kent types up Superman racist? Question <laughs> mark. <laughs> Top ten Superman racisms. <laughs> because he's probably writing like clickbait right now, right? Uh, there, there was a story recently where uh, Clark Kent got tired of having his articles censored because he was like taking on the establishment in oh, Metropolis. Right. So he started writing a blog, and nobody took him seriously because it was a blog. <laughs> yeah, nobody reads blogs. So he went back to work for the Daily Planet. <laughs> I'll go back to work. But like, he made a deal with them that they weren't allowed to censor him anymore because he's like a Pulitzer Prize-winning reporter. Yeah. They had, like, the two best reporters in America. Yeah. <laughs> the weirdest part is Lois Lane, his wife, kept working in the Daily Planet. Yeah. She's like, I gotta get paid. She's like, look, one of us has to have a paycheck, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go to work. We all can't just be, like, crusaders, yeah. Kent. You can't just, like, fly around and be Superman and then write your blog. Neither of those bring in money. <laughs> I'm assuming she calls him Kent, even at home. She calls him Smallville. Smallville, mm-hmm. yeah. 
<laughs> which was her mean nickname for him when they first met, but now it's a term of endearment. <laughs> That's funny now, yeah. Uh, anyway, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with our final thoughts about the Great River and also whatever the rest of this episode's name is. After these messages. After these messages. We'll be right back. Welcome back, cadets and captains, to the greatest show on earth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ringling Brothers. <laughs> and Barnum and Bailey, out of business. Yeah, probably shouldn't have fucking mistreated elephants for so long. Remember when they made that movie with Hugh Jackman about the greatest showman, and it was like, yeah, this guy was a fucking con man. Yeah, he was a fraud and a monster. And yeah, he, he was horrible. He exploited the fuck out of everyone he ever came across. Yeah, everyone and every animal he exploited. Cool, though. It's fun, because circuses are fun. I went to a circus one time, and I was horrified. I was like, this is horrible. I went to a circus when I was too young to recognize that they were just, like, literally they were whipping a lion directly in front of me. Yeah. Like, I went with, um, I was probably, like, 20, in my 20s, I went with my, my one girlfriend, and we both were, like, looked at each other halfway through, and we're like, um, what? <laughs> like, we were, like, weirded out, because yeah. I was like, this is super dark. Even, like, even as a little kid, I, like, I turned to my mom, and I was like, does that hurt the lion? And she was like, no, because she was really <laughs> in the habit of lying to me about that type right. of shit. It's just reality's too hard to do. She's like, no, <laughs> it doesn't hurt the lion, he doesn't feel it. Yeah, he's stupid. He's a stupid lion. If I was a little bit older, I would have been like, "Mm, seems like he feels this. Yeah, (laughs) seems like he's afraid of that whip. But I didn't. Um, I'm really glad that circuses don't exist anymore. I'm glad they don't exist, but thank God they did exist, because that's how Indiana Jones got his whip. That's true. If it wasn't for the circus, he couldn't have just had it because he lived near in the country somewhere. We needed to know that that's maybe where he got the idea from. Fucking ridiculous. Um, <laughs> didn't he get his whip from the guy who was also just him when he was no, a little he get, kid? he gets his hat. He puts uh, his yeah, hat on Yeah, he him. gets the hat from him. It, who was like him when he he was a little kid, but also like a criminal? <laughs> yeah, like a worse him. But I guess, I mean, that's the thing about Indiana Jones, though, is he's a criminal. Yeah, he's. it's like... The only reason we don't think he's a piece of shit is because it's like he's the main character. And also he fights Nazis, which yes. is like, that gives you a pretty big Oh, absolutely. Pass. I was talking to Crystal, my wife, about um, Rorschach and Watchmen, how like yeah. uh, Alan Moore created this character that was supposed to be like this huge piece of shit. Yeah, and, and everyone like, loved him. And everyone loves him and is like, he's the hero. And Alan right. Moore was like, what the fuck is wrong with you What's people? What's wrong with you people? Yeah, he's and insane. Crystal was saying, like, narratively, it's written in a way that you never are not following his point of view. Right. So, yeah. like, it's it's very difficult to make an audience not agree with a character's actions when you're following his point of view. And he kills that, that child molester. Yeah. Which is, like, good bonus <laughs> points. Exactly. Right? Yeah. 
and like <laughs> he's he's like moral absolutism, which is like really right. it's that's, like that's evil. Yeah. It's a super fucked up way to look at the world. Like I was I was watching this thing the other day that I was really into that I was sure that like a lot of people, even like some of our listeners, probably would not be into. Mm-hmm. Like these people had been petitioning Whole Foods to give out um, like food and supplies and stuff to the homeless in their town. Yeah, and yeah. Whole Foods refused. Sure. So they went in and just stole it all. Right. They went and stole it all and made bags up and gave it to the homeless around town. <laughs> and I was like, fucking good. Fuck Whole Foods. Yeah. And yeah. But the whole comment section was like, stealing is wrong. Oh, right, right. It's no like matter punch- what. It's like the punching do. Nazis is wrong. It's like, no, it's not. Oh. It's, no. It's no. Not. I, like, no. whether it's wrong or not, no matter what the consequences, a bunch of homeless people didn't die of starvation yeah. on our streets. It's, yeah. it's like the it's like it's like Batman. You know, Batman Begins when he's like, when I stole food for the first time, I realized that it's not all so simple, right? Yeah, the world is not as black and white as moral absolutism would lead you to right. believe. There, there are certain things that are for sure wrong, right? And there are certain things that are for sure right, but um, there's Malice a hell of a insane. lot of gray in there. Right, malice in say is that the I don't know malice in in say and, and what's the other one? It's like a legal term that means like uh, wrong against like society or wrong against the law, right? Like yeah. the law can say you can't do this, but like society is like, but that's okay to do, right? Laws are may, can be made unjust and quite often are. Right, it's and like I would never are. be a lawful good character. Yeah, uh, chaotic. Chaotic neutral is the way to go. I think I'm. I think I'm either chaotic good or like I'm probably chaotic good. <laughs> I'm probably chaotic good too. But I think you are. I think we're very similar at our core. Yeah. So yeah, not not hard to see that we're the same person. We say the same. <laughs> we finish each other's butts. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we finish in each other's sentences. <laughs> See? Same guy. Same guy. I, I saw a thing the other day that talked about how duos work best when they're like nothing alike, and I was like, oh shit. Oh no. I don't think that that's. <laughs> I, no, I don't believe any of that shit. It's like the opposites attract thing. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I've dated people who were like not like opposite of me, but like far enough away from me that it yeah. didn't turn out so no, good. It doesn't yeah, turn out great. It's not always that way. I think we're dissimilar like, enough to be interesting. So yeah, yeah. Like one of us lives in Philly and one of us lives in Pittsburgh. It's very different. <laughs> it's totally different. I love steel, um, <laughs> and I love cheese steaks. I love steel steaks. <laughs> Go Phillies. <laughs> Go whatever team. Pirates. Um, Pirates. Yeah. I actually, what I actually do want to go see the pirates is way too fucking expensive. What? I'll, Why? They're the pirates. Who the fuck is gonna go see that? They play with They're eye terrible. patches, Josh. It's cool. <laughs> I have, I used to have to wear an eye patch, so I don't like that. Oh no, well, that was cool. They just didn't know it was cool at the time. Try being a five year old wearing an eye patch to school. See what see what that gets you. I was wearing glasses when no one was old enough to wear glasses. Yeah, that was. So, yeah. And everyone was like, "What the fuck's wrong with your eyes?" That was me too. Yeah, my eyes were I wore glasses normal. since I was three. Yeah, the doctor was like, "Are you sure?" <laughs> <laughs> they have those like baby glasses for you that are like taped onto the kids. Yeah, you ever see pretty those? much. Yeah. Like yeah. they weren't taped onto me or anything, but they went like all the way around. down around my ear. Yeah, 
They had that like strap on them too, so don't fall off your face. Yeah, I didn't wear the strap. I was supposed to, but even as three years old, I was like, I'm not wearing that Fuck dorky that. shit. Yeah, it makes you feel bad when you have to like when you're the first kid in your class to get glasses. I, I yeah. know what that's like. It makes well, you feel shitty. Like nowadays I don't think anybody gives a shit about wearing glasses. Yeah. I think, I don't like but when when we were kids, wearing glasses would get you picked on immediately. Oh, yeah, you were a nerd. Because nerds wear glasses. And it's like, uh, I also just wanna see. Yeah, like I'm just trying to see, motherfucker. What are you yeah. <laughs> trying to live my sight my sightless life over here? There was a girl who said like tweeted like not too long ago maybe a couple of years ago like imagine dating a guy who has glasses why are they trying to <laughs> why are they so shitty or something and like the, yeah, I the remember that. big response was some guy being like damn we're just out here trying to see bitch yeah that's that that's that twitter shit where you're like all right <laughs> like okay i could, like i saw that i could not believe that shit thankfully nobody in the comments could either they're like fuck yeah. they're just trying to see what is your deal does she want them to wear contacts? Because those are glasses. They're just tiny glasses for your They're eyeballs. On your eyeballs. Yeah. I can't touch my eyes, dude. That's not me. I think. I think when I when I go get glasses next time, I'm gonna be like, give me con- give me contact- contacts. Sorry, I'm choking on my own words here. Oh, no. <laughs> give me contacts. Yeah, you you go without wearing glasses quite often though. Like, uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I I'm so attached to wearing glasses that like. One time we had this exercise in college where we were supposed to, like, do portraits of ourselves, and the teacher was like, if you wear glasses, you're going to have to take them off and do a portrait of yourself, because they glare in the light. Yeah, and I was well, like, you have to paint the glare. And, and then I was <laughs> like, I was like sitting there staring at the mirror, and I was like, I don't know who the fuck this guy is. I've never drawn yeah. him before. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't wear my glasses a lot, because I just, I don't, I don't like them. They're just annoying. Yeah, I, like, I... Forget I them. I never thought about them that way, and, like, Crystal got glasses, like, uh, two years, I think, after we met. She yeah. realized she needed glasses, and she should have been wearing them for ages or something. And you were like, I don't know, imagine dating a girl who wears glasses. I That's don't when know you about that, that shit. <laughs> yeah. But she, like, hates wearing glasses, because they're super annoying, and it's, I, I had this sudden realization that not everybody ha- can deal with having glass attached their to their yeah. face at all times. Well, like, whenever I get new ones, they hurt my ears for a while, right? They rub weird on your face. My skin is really sensitive, so they, like, fuck my skin up. It's, like, it's a whole thing. I, it's just... Like, my glasses don't fuck my skin up. Like, even when I had acne, I didn't get it under my glasses for some reason. My face was just like, this is my life. I have to they have these glasses irritate. on. Like, they just make my skin... They don't give me, like, acne so much, but they make my skin red and, like, pressure weirdly I, on my face because they're like, new. I feel like your experience is more common than mine. Because, I mean, I've lived since I was three wearing glasses and yeah, never just, taking them off. Except yeah. to sleep and take showers, so... Yeah, you're just used. To, well, you don't you don't wear them in the shower to see your dick. <laughs> nah, I mean I know what it looks like. <laughs> oh, but you don't want to see like a crystal clear dick. Nah. If I was in the shower with you, I would wear my glasses. I would wear my glasses if I was in the shower with you. I want to see okay. your dick. Okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I already know what mine looks like. I live with it every day. I've handled it. <laughs> it's always out all day, every day. <laughs> it's out right now. This episode, though, <laughs> this episode is, it's like a season seven episode, so it's like really close to the end of Star yeah, we're Trek. Yeah, like, I forgot that this was like seven. Like, this is it feels like a six, it maybe does. a five even. 
It feels like but, maybe it was meant to be a filler episode, but it's like it's not filler if it's world building. If it right. like builds up our understanding of the setting and the characters. Right. It's it's that Ronald D. Moore. I'm gonna suck Ronald D. Moore's dick a little bit. It's that he's you know, he's every, a, every, a really great writer and especially yeah. an exceptionally good showrunner. Yes, he knows how to like pace the show, and this is like you said, it's like not really all that important that we see any of this stuff, and it's kind of filler, but also like. You, you, it, it sets up Nog for what happens soon to him. It sets up the Vorta, and it sets up what's going on with the the founders with the, yeah. the disease. Without this episode, we would be like watching a different episode, going, "How the fuck do they know what's happening to the founders?" Right? How would they know? Right? This episode is also another one of those episodes that has a, a really great, clear, like crystal clear, looking at a wiener look. Into mm-hmm. Odo's, glasses in the shower, glasses in the shower type look <laughs> at Odo's conundrum. Like yeah. Odo's conundrum makes sense for him because, like, like Josh pointed out, he isn't just part of the species. They're all literally one being that's split the into same, parts. Yeah, they're just the same th- one thing. They're kind of like that planet Green Lantern. <laughs> uh, Oa. Right. Oa, yeah. Wait, but like, uh, do you mean the living planet? Yeah, the living planet. Shit, I don't remember the name of that. Oh, He's got no. the Green Lantern giant Green Lantern planet ring. Yeah, it's it's all the way around the planet. <laughs> it's kind it's kind of like that, but like little like yeah, they're all like one thing. So, dude, I, I meant yeah. to tell you this. Uh, there's a comic out right now about uh, it's called Far Sector Green Lantern okay. Far Sector. I used and, to love Green Lantern. I used to get them. Yeah, I know. That's why I wanted to tell you. Uh, Far Sector is like completely self-contained. It's about this li- this lady Green Lantern who's assigned to the furthest sector out in known space. Oh, that'll probably be an easy job. And there's well, there's like a a planet that like is the last stop for everything in the universe, basically. <laughs> okay. And the planet has never had crime on it. Because the okay. the people who live on that planet are like super pacifists. They've never committed a crime ever, and wow. suddenly there's a murder. Oh, this is great! And yeah, she, they don't know what that had to do with it. Yeah, and she has to solve this murder. Oh, that's why you like it. It's a I mystery. Do. I fucking love it. It's I love that it's completely self-contained. You don't need to know anything else. You don't have to follow anything else. And I also love that there's a murder mystery at the heart of it. Yeah, those are like the movies I wish that they would make. Like the Green Lantern movie with Ryan Reynolds is fucking terrible, right? Yeah, it does suck a dick. It's super bad. But like, why not make like a Dread style Green Lantern movie? Absolutely. Like that. Have, like, oh, like, they're just over here doing this right now, right? You can even like, have Hal Jordan be the main character if yeah, you want it, to. But just have it not take place on Earth. Create your own, like, like how the Guardians of the Galaxy did. Create right. your own vision of what space is like. Right. It's like fucking seventies Mobius space. Dude, time. I would fucking love if they did some Mobius yeah. style space yeah. shit. That would be That'd incredible. Be awesome. Yeah. Mo- like it doesn't show through my art all that often, but like Mobius is like a huge inspiration to me. I think I think everybody, sort of like in our generation, especially whether they know it or not loves mobius right like you're you've seen like the everyone's seen those like real trippy ass fucking paintings and shit like all that artwork where you're like what the fuck yeah it's like it's all this like crazy technological like it's shit that like makes no sense to our minds but you can tell it will make sense to like future generations right 
And that's what, like, I point out, like, Jack Kirby is a great inspiration to me. Like, the artist from Marvel who, like, co-created everything with Stan Lee. Mm -hmm. And people see a lot of his, like, sort of regular superhero stuff, and they're like, well, he just kind of draws boxy superheroes. What's the deal? But if you look at, like, his New God stuff or his Thor stuff... It's like he creates these like labyrinthine fantasy like technology worlds yeah. that blow your fucking mind just to look at. Like you can't even piece together what you're looking at. I think that's the 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 best part of the Marvel universe and the movie, the cinematic universe, is them embracing that sort of chariot of the gods. Like, oh yeah, they're just aliens who are gods, right? Like that's like such a, a smart jump to like make the universe make sense because it doesn't really it shouldn't make sense right like yeah, but you it, go from iron man who's just like the guy in a suit to like now iron man's fighting aliens <laughs> like now he's paper, fighting the ridiculous. god of thunder thor yeah. it's ridiculous on paper but it, it works and well, the, it just they do a good job of that well that's the thing is like whenever they showed like asgard and it was like super high tech and like the yeah. asgardians were like gods but they were also aliens and stuff there was a pushback from people who right. were like that's stupid you can't make the gods into aliens and i was like have you never read a marvel comic they already are yeah that's that's what they are yeah <laughs> like their world was already super technologically advanced and shit and they were like aliens living in a different realm yeah stupid I watched, dumbo uh, i watched dark phoenix the other day is that any good no. <laughs> I didn't figure. It's, uh... No, it's not. It's not very good. Uh, I don't know. Man, I really want to watch Event Horizon again. I mentioned that already, but... I think it's on Netflix. I hope it so. It was. Like, everything that's on Netflix just disappears silently at a certain yeah, point. Yeah, they, they don't fanfare it away. Yeah. Like, sucks. Star Trek the Animated Series just disappears at a certain point. Yeah, but now we can watch it for free for however long. With promo code gift yeah promo code gift which is only because you get it for free if you had to pay anything i wouldn't tell you about it yeah no (laughs) fuck cbs all access i don't even know if i want to watch it (laughs) i do like i want to watch picard i want to give it a chance that's yeah like every now and then i check in on the discord and the star trek channel on our discord is full of people talking about picard and none of them are very happy (laughs) yeah yeah, so i don't know anything about it though so i'm not trying to pass any judgment i am it looks bad (laughs) from an outside looking in it doesn't look good i'll tell you that much yeah (laughs) <laughs> um, there was a thing going around where you had to like pick your favorite episodes from every Star Trek series. Yeah. And the last two, it was like, you know, every series, including Discovery and Picard. And mm-hmm. I had to not put anything under Picard because I'd never seen it. And I had, to, didn't see it. I had to look up the name of the one Discovery episode I like. <laughs> Man, I don't think I could pick a Discovery. The, from the, I'm releasing the first season, so I, I wouldn't be able to pick a first season episode. It's they're all dumb. I they're think, just terrible. I think the name of the episode that I like is New Eden. I think that's the name of the episode. Yeah, they go to that planet, right? Yeah, they find like planet. supplanted humans, and they don't. They try not to break the Prime Directive, and they're like, "There's a debate, a genuine Star Trek debate about whether they should or not, because right. they are humans." Right, they don't. They're not naturally there. Yeah. So what What's the rule? Yeah. It's not like a natural society that like we right. shouldn't be messing with in the same way. 
Or is it? Or is it, yeah. Right. And uh, Pike decides that it's, it is a society that's developing and that it right. shouldn't be messed with. But like the crew, some of the crew don't really agree with that, but they go along with it because it's a real Star Trek episode. Right, and they're not going to like <laughs> break the rules for no reason and start yeah. a war with the Klingons because exactly. shooting guns is cool. And New Eden is directed by Jonathan Frakes as well, who tends to know what he's fucking doing. Yeah, Jonathan Star Frakes Trek. is great. Uh, I really love... I told the story a million times, but at the convention we went to that he was at, and the dude asked a bunch of religious questions, and he basically just sort of brushed him off and moved on. Why did he ask him religious questions? Because <laughs> it was in Kentucky. Oh, okay, well that makes sense. Now now I get it. He was, he was like... we, I, Me and my friends feel like Star Trek is very religious. It's very Christian in nature, and basically Jonathan Frake said you know what I personally am a believer and I, I think that Star Trek can have that sort of message but uh, I feel like it's not really denominational in the same way it doesn't ascribe to one religion over another yeah oh man what a what a tactful response he, I'd have been like next ex- question he's an extremely tactful like classy guy yeah which I would not be <laughs> no I'd be like I don't I'd be like, I think you're just seeing what you want to see, which is also okay, but, yeah. like, don't confuse that with, like, it being that way. <laughs> that would have been, like, my answer would have straight up been, like, uh, you take what you want from it, like, you see what you want in the right. episodes. I don't think that was the original purpose, but I yeah. feel like any interpretation is valid. Sure. Except for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I feel Suck like there it. are certainly interpretations that aren't valid. Like I've talked before on this show about how there's a, several podcasts out there for Star Trek that are extremely right wing. Right. Where Star Trek is a meritocracy built on Randian principles and shit, yep. which yep. it is not no, even in the no. slightest. No, it's not. That's like complete horse shit. <laughs> Um, unlike this episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, which is dope as fuck. Complete horse dope. Yeah. yeah. You saved it. You brought it back I around. I brought it back. I helped. I'm helping. <laughs> I'm helping on this show. <laughs> Today I'm helping. Um, originally, this, uh, here's a fun fact for you. Originally, mm-hmm. the episode's plot was centered around Wayun coming to Cisco for help. Okay. And the writer's room quickly changed that to Odo because they could not figure out a single reason why Avorta would come to Cisco. Would come to Cisco, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It's uh it's telling the like the way the writers' rooms worked back then compared to now, where they were given a half baked idea and came out with this really great episode. Yeah, they had to polish it, right? A lot of stories now they get like a what seems like a really good idea and they come out with a bunch of horse. They shit. ruin it. They they beat it to death. Yeah, they overthink it. Yeah, probably because like a lot of this is committee now. Like, I think when this show was being made, somebody would write it and then they would look at it and be like, okay, like this is good. And then they would like writer's room it. Now they're just like, okay, we need to do this now. <laughs> and it's like, uh, why? I don't, it just feels like that. I don't really know if that's We need the to case. do something good now. Nah. Right. Nah. Nah, we don't. Um, 
the, uh, the biggest fun fact of the episode that I have is that uh, the idea for an officer who wants to sit behind Cisco's desk about who wants to sit behind Captain's desks yeah. was Iris Stephen Bear's joke about how obsessed Trekkies are. He just created an in-universe. <laughs> he made Trekkie. an in-universe Trekkie. Yeah, that I never. Yeah, that's funny. Because in universe, it doesn't particularly make sense that he wants to do that. But it's, the, it's a really boring thing <laughs> to want to do. <laughs> like, how many desks does he sit behind? Like, he has like like Cisco has his desk, right? But Picard yeah. has like a desk in his his ready room. How did he get on board the Enterprise to get behind that desk? Yeah, how did he get in that room? Like that room's like super off limits. Somehow he did it. And he figured it out. And DeSoto, that guy would murder you. <laughs> he would just kill you and be like, I don't know what happened to him. I'm going to be an admiral so I can get away with this shit. Yeah, he just he sort of fell off the ship. I don't know what happened. He fell out of an airlock. I don't know. Uh, in this episode, we learn about one of the most important rules of acquisition, number 168. Oh, yes. Whisper your way to success. Uh, I don't know how that applies to every situation but the rules of acquisition do tend to be very specific my favorite is the the one i don't know what numbers they are but the one is peace is good for business and the one right after that is war is good for business (laughs) that's like the most ferengi ass shit it's so good um there's there's a moment in this episode that really sort of stuck out to me where Odo and the good Wayun are stuck inside of the ice kingdom. They're in Mario's ice world, world yeah, six. Level six, yeah. And uh, Wayun is freezing to death, and Odo is not. He looks cold, but he's not as cold. Yeah. And it, it makes me wonder, like... Well, then the female changeling mentions that she wants the temperature lowered... Right. So is that like a specific inborn ability of changelings that they can deal with low temperatures very well? Yeah, I think they're more versatile. They're a little it seems more like it like, should freeze them since they're made out of liquid. Yeah, yeah I guess. I, what's crazy is that like in the original script, he turned into like a polar bear and started talking to Wayne. I'm glad they got rid of that. <laughs> I, that I'm been, really sad they got rid of that, honestly. <laughs> would have been weird. Like It was a, also a Coke commercial. He turns into yeah. a polar bear and opens up a Coke and shares it with a penguin. <laughs> he, drinks, he drinks a Coke. He makes sure the label is facing the camera. Yeah. The... Um, the reason why I question that is, like, usually when characters have, like, a liquidy form, like, ice, like, cold temperatures are their number one weakness. Right, usually, right? Like, in fantasy and stuff. I think for the changeling, though, they seem like they're pretty hardy. Like, they can they can deal with a lot. Like, they can get shot by phasers, and they're just like, whatever. Yeah, because right? like, they're, like, made out of super goop. They're made out of the shit that's inside of Stretch Armstrong. Yeah. Yeah corn syrup <laughs> that's canon yeah corn syrup when i was a kid i had a stretch armstrong and i loved it right i never had one at a certain I had point, a my buddy at a certain point i cut that motherfucker open to see what was inside yeah and corn How's syrup came out and did you eat it uh yeah i tasted it and was it was it terrible it was um it tasted like plastic <laughs> Yeah, because it's been inside of a plastic doll for fucking years. It tasted like plastic, and my mom's the one who told me it was corn syrup. She was like, is this really just corn syrup inside of plastic? Ugh. And I was like, I guess. Stretch Armstrong, oh my god. I had, like, I only later found out that there are, like, a bunch of different versions of Stretch Armstrong. 
They've been making them for years. Yeah, there's there's a bunch of versions like before the one I got and after the one I got where he looks normal. He looks like a normal guy. The one I got, he has a giant cheesy smile that takes yeah, he's up the, half his the head. Smile, yeah. He's the he's like the Johnny Bravo version. Yeah, I I like that version a lot more. But again, it was just stretchy plastic with a corn syrup inside. I had a my my grandfather uh, gave me a catalog from the seventies of when star wars toys came out Mm -hmm. and i used to like obsessively look at it and be like oh my god like look at how new they look and all these old star wars toys because i have like a collection of them yeah and in that in that catalog there was a bunch of stretch armstrong shit from the 70s and i was like oh my god they had him back then oh yeah that's when he started i think it was like late 70s damn yeah they've been selling shit junk to children forever (laughs) I'll tell you what I really want. What I really, really want. Tell me what you want. What you really, really want. <laughs> I want. A, I want a wrestling buddy. Oh yeah! Fuck! I, I want remember a, those. I want an Ultimate Warrior wrestling buddy. <laughs> Damn! I want the Spock helmet with the light on top. I <laughs> like, want that shit. <laughs> the Spock helmet. Holy shit! Like the classic helmet that he wore in Star Trek. You know that he wears. Never. <laughs> They should have at least put it in one episode of the show, right? Just put the toy in there. They should sell the like <laughs> those sweet like red wraparound shades that he wears in that one episode. Yeah, with the with the what's her name with the the doctor, right? Yeah, Doctor Pulaski. That's her. Yeah, it is Doctor Pulaski in that episode. She plays hot, like a yeah hot young Pulaski. She is super beautiful in that episode. Yeah, she's ridiculously attractive. Um. Not that she's not pretty later on, but she's, like, super beautiful in that episode. Yeah, classically Liz Taylor-like. You know what I find crazy? Like, usually, I mean, we all know how time works. Usually, like, as you get fairly older, you start to look a little worse. I think we can. Mm-hmm. We all know this. I'm not being ageist in here, you fucking shitty boomers. Yeah. Uh, Kira's actress... Oh, Nana Visitor. Nana Visitor just keeps looking more beautiful as she gets older. Yeah. Like, the look really works for her. No, she's extremely pretty. She's in um, Battlestar for an episode, and she plays, like, a lady dying of cancer. And she looks horrible because she's dying of cancer. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But then you look at her, and you're like, wait, no, you're, like, super hot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, Battlestar got Nana Visitor, but uh, Babylon 5 got fucking Chekhov, so... <laughs> That's right. He's evil, though, right? He's like a huge dickhead in that show. Yeah. It's actually pretty fun to watch when he's on it, to be honest. Because yeah. he is a massive cock to everybody. Man, I watched that. I watched like the whole series once. I should do that again. I don't know where it is, though. I don't even know where to find that. We have VHSs. No, they're DVDs, I think. But they're, like, first-generation DVDs of the whole series. Holy um, shit. That, like, uh, Crystal's stepdad gave us, because he's, like, a huge old-school sci-fi nerd. That's awesome. And he loves the, like, lowest-budget garbage you can get is always his favorite. That's why, like, that first uh, Christopher Eccleston season of... uh, uh, Doctor Who yeah. is really fun. Dude, I it's love just that late. season. Yeah. Billy Piper's in it. She's great. She's all right. Um, she's, she's really good in uh, Penny Dreadful as Girl Frankenstein. Girlkenstein? Girlkenstein. <laughs> Naked Girlkenstein. She gets nude like every fucking episode. Oh, well, that's pretty cool. 
It is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I I haven't watched a ton of Doctor. I guess I'm watching more than the average person who's not really stopped, into Doctor Who. I stopped like in the middle. I th- I don't think I finished the Matt Smith run. I didn't start the Matt Smith run. So you've watched more he's, than me. He's okay. Did not care for him very much. I know, he's, like he's he's usually like everybody's favorite. If ten isn't nah, their favorite, ten, ten it's the one. He's the one. He's the best. Yeah, he is the best. Like I really That's, liked his yeah. seasons, and like there are even points where he kind of gets on my nerves. Yeah, he, he's a little cocky, like, like too cocky. The Doctor has these mannerisms that are very repetitive. Like, no yeah. matter who's playing him, he has these mannerisms that are super repetitive. Like, once an episode, he'll do the same thing. And then multiple right. times over multiple episodes, he'll do the same exact line in the same way. Yeah, he'll, do the, he'll act the same. Yeah. I think anybody who knows me knows that, like continuous repetition will start to wear on me really hard. Oh yeah, when it comes yeah. <laughs> uh, like I like callbacks. He, yeah. But uh like I'll tell you an example of somebody who uses way too many callbacks is um fuck the little comedian guy. He's like a little he's a little guy and he's in everything. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Shit. What is his name? He's best friends with the rock. Oh Best friends with the rock. I can't remember his fucking name. You talking about uh Kevin Kevin Hart? Yeah, Kevin Hart. Fuck, I yeah. could not remember his name. Thank you, Josh. Thank you. From Philly, from Philadelphia, Kevin Hart. He Kevin tried to get Hart. on the, the stage at the Super Bowl when the Eagles won. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Hart does way too many callbacks. I don't. Like, I never watched Kevin Hart stand up. He's so pretty, he's really pretty funny. He's he's very yeah. funny, but like I can't watch his stand up acts anymore because he will. Every time he finishes a joke, do a callback to the same previous joke. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta. Every single time, out. yeah, parse them out a little bit. And like, I can't handle that shit. Like, yeah, it gets old. Halfway through his show, I was like, turn it off. <laughs> I'm getting mad. <laughs> it's hard to watch comedy sometimes. When you're not feeling it, it's hard to be like, I want to watch this funny stuff, right? Dude, I'm like, I'm too critical of stand-up comedy. Like, if if somebody's not doing well, I know. And it's hard for yeah. me not to unknow. It's secondhand embarrassing, yeah. yeah. I hear you. Like, there was, this, uh, there, was this one, there was this one lady who was doing... I don't remember her name, because we had watched a bunch of lady stand-ups, and, like, they were all really good, and we got to this one, and she did set-ups and would not do mm-hmm. punchlines. Yeah. Like, she would do that, like, mugging for the camera shit that Jay Leno does instead of a yeah. punchline. Yeah, just, like, working the camera. It's, yeah. like, non-jokes, but, yeah, I hear you. And uh, I had never been so bothered by a stand-up set in my life. <laughs> <laughs> my brain has washed away the memory of her name, so I'll never have to know it. <laughs> Kevin Hart. Yeah, that's her name, Kevin Hart. We watched Wanda Sykes' stand-up special right after that, and it fucking cleansed my palate. Yeah, she's great. She's fucking hilarious. Um, this is neither here nor there about Star Trek, but it's what you've come to expect from your Trek boys. This is what we do. Uh, some well, people like it. I guess. <laughs> I have a hard time describing this show to people when I'm pitching it to them. I'm always like, yeah. well, it's like a Star Trek review show. Sort we watch of. episodes of Star Trek and discuss them, but we also yeah. make like a lot of like crass jokes and tangent right. off about pop culture. 
Mostly about movies or comic books or yeah. com- now comedy. Yeah. <laughs> It's just it's all whatever. over the fucking place. We're just hanging out, man. It's just... fun. It's just a fun show for fun people. It's just fun. If you don't like fun, you won't like our show. Yeah. Stay this one away. Du- this one dude was looking for shows, and he was like, yeah, I'm just I'm looking for Star, like Star Trek shows. One of our fans very dutifully, I think, uh, I forget who it was, but... On Twitter, right? Yeah, on Twitter. This. One of our fans very dutifully said, you should check out M-Class Podcast. And he said, do they talk about, like, all the new shows and stuff and discuss them? And uh, they very dutifully did not respond to that question. <laughs> yeah, good good idea. Thank you. Let's bait them first and then yeah. just drop that bomb on them that we hate Discovery. That's the thing is, like, a lot of modern Star Trek fans very much disagree with our stance on Discovery. So it's it's a hard sell. A lot sell. of modern Star Trek fans are wrong and should know that they're super wrong. It's true. <laughs> also, there's like this like ongoing joke amongst like Star Trek fans that there's like no pizza in the future. Way you eat pepperoni pizza in this fucking episode, Dumbo. <laughs> there's pizza. Uh, they talk about they talk about pizza in uh, Enterprise. Because they're eating like rations at this point, yeah. when, like right after they get the ship gets fucked up from the Zindi, and uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, to Paul gets mm-hmm. pepperoni pizza, and then Trip says, "You can just pick the pepperonis off." Since she's vegetarian, <laughs> she She should. They should have just not told her that they were meat. She would have known. I mean, if you knew what meat was standard. And somebody mm-hmm. put one piece of pepperoni in front of you. Would you know that's meat? It's hard to say because, like, I know what it is. Yeah. I have to go to a like a place where I didn't. And if I was ignorant of that type of thing, who knows what I'd be eating? Maybe I'd be eating Stretch Armstrong. <laughs> Look, I was a kid. Damn it! The uh, mistakes were made. The thing that really. The thing that that just reminded me of is, like, how many times in cartoons a pig character ends up eating pepperoni? Yeah, it's kind of gross. And then there's a part of the Looney Tunes show where Porky Pig is eating pepperoni pizza, and, like, he says something shitty to Daffy. He's like, like, Daffy, why would you think that you could get that job? Yeah. And Daffy kind of stares at him half, like, angry, and he says, you're eating pork. Damn, and cold-blooded. Porky goes, what? <laughs> and then at the end of the episode, he's like, e- he's addicted to eating pepperoni, even though it's it's pork, and he's like crying about it. And I was like, that's deep for a Looney Tunes episode. <laughs> that's what happened to me with human meat. Now I can't stop. Oh, we'll have to edit that out, I think. Uh, I'll probably remember to do that. <laughs> we don't want people knocking on your door asking to take some of your delicious human meat. Yeah, that's mine. It's my human meat. <laughs> Kill your own people who live next door. Yeah. <laughs> Man, my neighbors are really not liking each other right now. Sorry about that, everybody. <laughs> I, I can't hear them, but I wonder what's going on. I don't know. Like, There's some real angry words being lobbed around. Um, Damn. I think that's a good enough point to end the episode on, don't yeah, you? Before there's a domestic <laughs> dispute. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Thanks you everybody for tuning into the show. If you want to support us and what we do in these exceptionally trying times where it's really going to help, you can head over to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast, where for as little as a dollar a month, you get access to a Discord full of dope people and all the back episodes of cool extra podcasts you could ever want, like Jeff and Josh Shoot the Shit, 
like uh, fucking uh, M Class, etc. Like all of our commentary tracks, everything you could ever want is all available. So think about supporting us today. Me, I like to personally support Vitizen for the use yes. of his track Outer Space Race at the opening of our episode. Thank you so much, Vitizen. You can follow him, find out all about his great, great music at underscore Vitizen underscore on Twitter. Thank you so Do much. Do it. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for following us on Twitter, which you should do, at mclasspodcast. Send us emails at, at mclassemail at gmail.com. Thank you to Josh for being my cool co-host who I love. Thank you, Jeff. I, we're going to go to take a shower with our glasses on now. <laughs> Remember, everybody, to eat, laugh, pray, love, babylon. <laughs> babylon. Bye, everybody. Bye, babylon. I'm mentally ill.